Humble, Hungry, and Smart. That's a great acronym, and it comes from a great book called The Ideal Team Player, written by Patrick Guanchoni. Now, Patrick wrote this book because he made a point to say, companies can get to certain levels, but you can't get there without choosing the right people. So there was a criteria that he used. He said, I didn't care if you graduated from college, Ivy League, uh, you know, Rhodes Scholar. He said, if you didn't have HHS, you're not on my team. Mm-hmm. Humble doesn't mean you think, you know, less of yourself. It just means you think of yourself less often. And hungry means you're always a student and you always want to grow. You always want to grow to another level. And the smart part, he was talking about not so much book smart. He was talking about people smart, reading a room, reading the situation. And, you know, what you get in many companies, and I, when I speak with organizations and leaders, I said there's a huge difference between cooperation and collaboration. Cooperation says, hey, why don't we get along so I at least get something done? Where collaboration says, why don't we work together as a team so we get what has to get done. The key, what we have to get done. That's it. And when you think about it that way, everybody plays a role. Like John Maxwell said in his book, The 17 Indisputable Laws of Teamwork. It's the law of the niche. Everybody on a team has some value to add to the company, to the team that leads them to victory. And when you win as a team, that is one of the most amazing feelings in the world. And I compare it to this. I was in individual sports. I loved it. I loved to control as much as I could control. But when I hit a golf shot, and if I'm golfing by myself, and I go, wow, what a great shot. Nobody was here to see it, darn it. But when you're with the team and you hit a great, you know, you throw an overhand right, put a body combo and your teammates outside the ring are watching it, your coach and you drop this guy and they're like, dude, that was awesome. And you're like, yeah, it was because you did the same thing to me last week in the ring. Remember? That's why I yeah. kept my hand up this time. <laughs> so there's so much we can learn from so many people. And, you know, yeah, I'm just, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking how grateful I am to have this opportunity. And I do appreciate, again, you taking this time and, um we're, oh yeah it's a pleasure because like i could not be doing the podcast and i wouldn't be afforded the opportunity to talk to these high achievers i mean i've talked to ufc champions and best-selling authors wow, and now wow. you and yeah uh, just getting the energy even transfer the knowledge transfer like what do you do that's different that makes that sets you apart and how can i utilize that and how can i share that with my team and how can to make them better because i have a team and they're great and we've been together for about 10 years now and i've i've had one guy quit and that was he that actually happened kind of recently and that's unfortunate but in 10 years like no one quit i didn't have to, wow. I, I had to fire a couple of people but only a couple because in my experience in the army we you couldn't fire people you had to kind of work with who was on your team and yes so how like you're saying like hire the right people but what do you how do you make the people you have exist you know currently better you know what I mean? Oh, I like this. This is a twofold one here. So I'm going to answer it, Robert. This Please. is good. So what you have is when you meet potential team members, 
you know in the back of your mind the team members you have now and how they are effectively communicating and achieving things together, right? So you already have a bit of a, a, a formula, right? You've got a template and you see it working. Now you, you have to refine it. You have to do, you got to get on the potter's wheel. You got to throw the chunk of clay on there and you got to begin to form and reform and reshape sometimes, but you don't have to reshape as much as you think. It'd be like an athlete and a boxer. Like when I'm in the ring, it's about slight adjustments. You talk to any UFC fighter, MMA fighter, uh, it's, it's not huge adjustments. It's slight adjustments that make all the difference in the world. But let's get to the, let's get to the beginning part. Cause this is huge. I just shared this the other day with a group. It's not so much getting the people, the people in your organization is what makes the organization. However, it's getting the right people in your organization. So that's part of the interviewing process. So the first three things that I believe you should look at that are an absolute must are number one, is this person a self-starter? Right. Is this person I'm like, hey, I got some energy. I may not have the knowledge yet. I mean, I'm looking forward to, you to, to training me, Robert, and the team training me. But let me tell you, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm ready to go. I'm a self-starter. Yeah. You get me going, hand me the baton. I'll get it across the line. You're like, OK, that's great. That's great. That's great. Secondly, is you got to find out, you know, if they truly have an amazing attitude. If their attitude is just like, OK, I'm part of a team. And last but not least, do they have a, a, a history of past success? Because that'll give you some idea, right? Now, this is really key. I love to ask this. Not many people ask this stuff because these are real questions. And then you got to really listen carefully to the responses. First question is, how do you handle success? And how do you handle failure? Now, the key right here is watch out for the me, 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 I did this if it wasn't for me, right? <laughs> the other side is failure. Man, that owner, you know, I just didn't like him. He was just, he, he, he talked down to all of us and, and he was just a jerk. And, oh, uh, you know, but man, I'm really excited about joining your company. Uh, you're like, there ain't no way you're getting past this front door. So that is a great, uh, a great thing to do. And here's yeah. why I like to ask people about how they handle their successes, because I want to find out if they're humble. I want to find out if they really do care about their teammates, their team members. Do they really respect ownership and leadership? Do they realize that they're a part of an amazing team, right? It'd be like me saying, Hey, you know what? I was a self-made boxer. I got to the top because I was willing to grind like nobody else would do. And you know what? That's a crock. Because if it wasn't for Michael Black, it wasn't for all those other guys, Adam Wella, all these other fighters that beat me up every day. I had two guys in college, 178 pounder, Don Francesconi and Donnie Cole, 139. And I was fighting at 112. So they beat me up every day. And I guarantee you when I won that title and got my hand raised and I was on HBO, I've been telling you, those guys were part of that championship. Yeah, they were on your minds when they ask you, like, who do you give credit to, or like, who do you owe this to, or whatever, how do you feel? Yes. I want to give thanks to my team, my coaches, yes. everyone that helped me get to where I am today. Yeah. Not, 
I, I did everything <laughs> I love. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like somebody says they're a self-made millionaire. That's that that's not true. There's so many other people that you had surrounded yourself that had input. It's the old African proverb, right? You can go fast alone, but you can go further together. Yeah. And that's a great, that's a greater feeling. Uh and and the and the aspect of of humility is is an absolute must virtue if you're going to succeed in any business endeavor. Now, you know, it's interesting you bring up, you know, uh, the interviewing, I mean, as far as, you know, bringing on the right team people, mm -hmm. uh, that is crucial. Uh, and when they, and when they answer you, maybe something like this, Hey, you know what? I had an owner that I was, uh, you know, working with and a team that I was working with, it started off well, but I started to see some traits that I just didn't like. It was against my character and my strengths of uh, teamwork. And um, uh, look at the owner, um, they have to make decisions. Uh, I respect that. I just decided it was best for me to make a change. Now you as the interviewer are gonna be a lot more respectful of that. You're gonna go, hey, okay, I, I get it. Maybe there's an opportunity to grow with this person. And time usually tells, right, if you're there. If you're there the first two weeks in the month and you start seeing, seeing the, the, the traits of, of, of this person, right? Do they got a good work ethic? Do they really care about team, right? Here's two areas of great growth. And I got this from a gentleman named Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. One of my best friends is he, another business owner. Uh, yeah. He always is listening to Jim Rohn. He oh, has like great. remixes where there's like music in the background. Yes. and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, when I'm working out at the gym, I, I'll be at the gym later on tonight, and I, I get an hour and a half in there, and I listen to Jim Marone. I listen to, uh, I like him. But he said two areas of great growth that you find in people and really listen for it and watch for it. When they're willing to give credit to others where they need none for themselves and be willing to give without expecting anything in return. That's a tough one, that last one. Because if somebody said, why would I, why would I do that? Right. And Jim said, let's say you work for an organization and you were the first one in and the last one out, but you still got paid the same. But that work ethic that you had created, that pattern of always doing more than what you're asked to do so that someday you're paid more for what you do, that philosophy, another Jim Rohn philosophy there that I said, Always do more than what you're asked to do so that someday you're paid more for what you do. If that organization belly undered, guess what? Some other organization is going to be the true beneficiary of your fire, determination, work ethic, value that you have created. Because we all get paid in this world according to the value that we bring to an industry, a market, a company, or a customer. That's how we get paid. Your business is no different. You've created a great value, a great value, which has taken time. No overnight sensation. I always tell people, instant coffee never tastes like really good coffee. <laughs> right? There's a process on how these beans are uh, cured and and then, man, when they go into this grinding process and they're pressed properly and, and you can just taste it. When you taste it, it's like, yeah, baby. That instant coffee, you're like, <laughs> wait a minute.